this, this episode. episode. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. No, no, no you go. Because mine, I, was, mine I, was not good. I was about to commit, admit to a crime. Don't admit to crimes. No, I was about to say. Don't um, admit to crimes on the podcast. They're well, going to find us eventually. Well, and do... the Bar Association is going to hunt us down. This episode brought to you by Jeff Bezos, who, as a service to humanity, shot himself into space. It was the best four minutes on the earth after the conclusion of the Treaty of Nuremberg. (laughs) 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 So we are beginning book two of the Legal Affairs series. What's it called? What's it called? It is called Stipulation. Stipulation. And for those of us who are just joining us for this new book, this is the Legal Affairs series by Sawyer Bennett. Oh, Sawyer, I missed you so much. I've missed you too. You are my favorite author in the world. Um, we have had so much joy reading your work. And uh, Please don't sue us. And, and I am so glad that we can return to say hi to Sawyer again. Sawyer the lawyer. Sawyer the lawyer. We are well sauced. What are you drinking today, Liz? <clears throat> A Cognac. Jameson. Neat. That's a callback. For those of you who don't get it, you're Too bad. Not, we're not going to explain it. You're not real fans, <laughs> and you should go back and listen to season one. We know the audio is a little bad. We don't care. It was bad, but we were law students pandemic and that's all that matters. We were law students reading porn to amuse ourselves, and now we're lawyers reading porn to amuse ourselves. And others. And others. And others. It's a public service. This is a public service announcement. Wangs get to the i was trying to make a fallout shelter joke and my mind went to erection shelter <laughs> which doesn't even sound like a pun that's just that's just it's just bad yeah it's that bad. is just bad. bad all right legal affairs volume two stipulation oh i can't wait chapter one I can't wait when wait when we last left her she was a strong independent woman who don't need no man Exactly. Unfathomable Dong walked into her office and said, I'm going to give you trouble because we had sex and now I can't forget that. And then they had more sex and he can't forget that. And then he said, We need to stop and have a professional relationship after I fucked you twice. And then she said, Well, if you ever discriminate against me, I'm going to sue you. Don't do that. Don't say that to anybody at yeah, your work. Don't say that. Anyway, and then he stormed out of her office and she said, this isn't over. Cliffhanger. Chapter one. I need that, that dramatic hamster gif. 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 Giraffe. And the man Graphics. who in- the man who invented it said it was pronounced Jif. The man who invented it is not the arbiter of the English language. But he is the arbiter of the thing he created. I mean, yes, he, no, no, he's not. Because, <laughs> no, he's not. I'm just going to delete everything you say after this in, in, in post. I'm going to delete everything you say full stop in post. <laughs> it's just you talking to yourself. It's just me talking to myself. I'm reading the chapter, though. <laughs> I'm just going. It's just her witty banter. Ooh, to, to, it's tonight an we're doing on. a riff tracks. So you yeah. need to read the book yourself, and I'm just going yeah. to comment over top of it. Or anything. Any case books, any horn books, any movies. It's just going to be Ooh, Liz. horn books. Dissing, <laughs> dissing. They are called horn books, and I'm not sure why, but we can I, get to that later. I could explain why. They were originally written on buffalo horn. Really? 
yes, a horn book was a single slab of horn that they used to teach school children, like things like the alphabet. I don't know why that name got turned into law school, but yes, they were paddles that you learned alphabet and shit off of. That's a paddling. And then you beat a child with them (laughs) when they didn't remember the alphabet. But just so we explain, a horn book is a cliff notes for a class. It's a a short text book. Yeah. It's a short text. Okay. Chapter one for the fourth time. Do you have pajamas? (gasps) Yes. I say with a smile. And toothpaste? Yep. And everything you need in your briefcase? Double check. Oh my God. Is something going down? Mm. Finally. And most importantly, did you pack sexy lingerie? My eyebrows shoot upwards at Macy while she gives me a lecherous grin. (laughs) Yes, Macy. I know. We're right into it and I love it. There's no need for sexy lingerie, I admonish her. This is a business trip. I'm going to wear my Puritan white cotton panties. Or the Mormon god underwear that they have to buy from the Mormon church. Or just a burlap sack under my suit. Yeah. It's not chaste if it's not itchy. (laughs) Yes, says Macy. But an overnight business trip? Two nights to be exact with sexy hot and orgasm inducing number 134 macy says he's not number 134 i snap at her he's matt conover my boss i love the exposition so this is all in one volume yeah because we purchased all six volumes in one paperback but you can also buy them separately you can also buy them separately so they're doing pamphlets yeah, so they're doing the thing where it's like, if you don't have the previous book attached to this book, who's Matt Conover? My boss. You don't talk like this to your well, friends. Al- also, these books came out like a year and a half apart. Did they? Yeah, because Sawyer has nine series that she writes. She's Ooh. very prolific. Macy sighs in pleasure, assuredly replaying all the... Pleasure. Se- <laughs> re- re- assuredly replaying all the sexy details of my encounters with Matt, which I ultimately told her over two bottles of wine. He'll always be number 134 to me. You're, you're demented, I tell her. <laughs> demented and sad. Oh, my God. And social. Is this a diss? Oh, is and social coming from Michaela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You are demented and sad and, and you social. you have friends. Liz, tell me about your new girlfriend. Oh, you're demented and sad. And social. <laughs> Macy throws a pillow at me, catching me square in the face. Pillow fight. Stop quoting 80s movies. It freaks me out when you do that. Was this an 80s movie? I don't know. Did we miss this? Apparently. I wasn't alive in the 80s. Neither was I. Old people, send us an email. Tell us if this is right. I did it just to get you to shut up about Matt. You skeeve me out when you start fantasizing about him based on my experiences. Skeeve me out. Snickering, I bend over and zip up my suitcase. I have to meet Matt at the airport in an hour, so I need to get down and get a cab. Pulling out the handle on my overnight and snapping it in place, I start rolling towards the door. Will you miss me while I'm gone? I will totally miss you while you're gone, Macy says. You're my girl. I'll always be your girl, I tell her, and then amend. That was Forrest Gump. Definitely not an 80s movie. Oh, I thought that was a come on. I really want them to fuck. They have to bang. They They have have to bang. Also, we just glossed over the fact that she lives in New York. Yeah. And she needs to meet Matt at the airport in an hour. 
and she is just finishing packing right now. You will never in Manhattan make it to any airport in an hour. Oh, sure you will if you're if your flight's in five hours. I mean, she won't make it to the airport gate in an hour, but she could make it to. She's running really fucking late. I, I sure. You should not be packing an no. hour from. <laughs> okay. Which is why I usually am. But go on. Yeah, but we're degenerates. We've snuck into the legal profession, and now we're here, and they can't get rid of us. I mean, Michaela slept with her boss on straight grinder. Rudy Giuliani tried to overthrow the American government. And all he got was a suspension. Rudy Giuliani also tried to fuck a fictional Slovenian teenager on, no, Kazakhstani teenager on film and suffered no consequences for putting his hand down his pants. And that's why if the ABA ever comes to us and says, this does not befit you, all we have to do is point at anybody else. (laughs) I learned it from watching you. I give Macy a quick hug and tell her not to get into any trouble and then head to the airport. When I get there, I hustle my way through security and towards my gate. Skip over the subway. Even though JF... She took a cab. She took an Uber Black. Of course she took an Uber Black. She lives for free in a penthouse. She has spending money. (laughs) And she works at a firm that actually pays her now. Even though JFK is crowded, I immediately spot Matt in all. Like, I'm just imagining just, a sea of people in JFK, and there's and Matt Conover. A light a beam of light, a chorus of angels, like an anime protagonist. Matt everyone else Conover. is brown. <laughs> He's reading a newspaper, a briefcase, and carry-on suitcase behind him. He's wearing another perfectly tailored suit that probably costs more than a month of my salary. <laughs> And has Jeez. one leg crossed over the other. He looks like the high, the height of confidence and sophistication all rolled into one. And all I'm thinking about is Job from Arrested Development going, "Yeah, the man in the twenty thousand dollars suit." Again, I don't, I don't get the reference. I love Arrested Development, and you don't have to get that reference. <laughs> As if sensing I'm there, he lifts his face up and scans the crowd, coming to a firm rest on me. His whiskey eyes trail down me briefly and then back up my body. Those yellow eyes? Uh, yeah, she keeps saying that they're like honey and whiskey colored. They're hazel, I assume. But hazel is not masculine enough, so it needs to be whiskey. Whiskey. Jameson. Needs. Jameson colored. <laughs> the look isn't sensual, but it isn't businesslike either. In fact, I may categorize it as wistful. I was going to say predatory, but wistful works too. Predatory is more accurate. <laughs> Matt gives me a small smile and welcome as I approach. I take a seat next to him and ask, how was your weekend? I ask because I still can't help the inane jealousy that courses through me when I think about Matt hitting up one night only as he said he would. I also ask because I am a glutton for punishment. Because not knowing is worse than knowing the absolute worst thing he could say to me. Which I realize is a confusing and spectacularly tongue-trippy sort of thought had I indeed actually voiced it. But since I use my inside voice, it's all good. <gasps> use a goddamn what? period. What was that sentence? Did four things happen in that I sentence? I lost track of that sentence halfway through. I don't care what happened in that sentence. She's horny. He's not moving on. That's just so you know, that's an eight line sentence. Oh my God. That has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight clauses. Oh my God. Eight clauses. I don't the, care. The worst thing that can happen to this woman is that her one night stand had a one night stand. Yeah, that, that's, that's as bad as it gets. Matt doesn't disappoint. 
After staring at me for a moment, his lips curl and he says, I had an amazing weekend. One of my best ever. Oh, I bet it was. Bitter acid swirls in my stomach. This woman is so dramatic. I need to hear more about his weekend. First of all, of course his weekend was good. She did nothing. Like, she wasn't a good lay. He did everything. All the effort was him. She was a cold fish. She was. She was just flopped there being sexed at. He just lifted her and he was like, I don't know, maybe the balcony. And then he lifted her and he was like, I don't know, bed. And he was like, fuck, missionary? I don't know. This is not (laughs) my best night. We had some wild missionary sex. Yeah. He was like, we're just going to put you there and put you there and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, that's not good. There's some freaks on one night only. I'm sure his weekend was amazing. Matt's comment is pointed, designed to hurt me. And no, it also, wasn't. He was just like, oh, yeah, it was great. And also to make sure I clearly remember what he told me, that our time was over and he has moved on. <laughs> he had a great hookup with someone and just like that, I'm forgotten. It, 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 you... No, you were not his girlfriend. It was transactional. You give me one vagina, I give you one penis. We exchange. We exchange, <laughs> and then we're done at the end of the night. It makes me a little bitchy, so I say. I can tell. Oh no, she's just a little bitch. <laughs> so I say, oh, what a coincidence. Me too. Gotta love that one night only. Don't say it out loud. The first rule of one night only is you don't talk about one night only. The muscles in Matt's jaw pop back and forth as he stares at me almost evilly. (laughs) Definitely love it. Although they should rename it two nights only. It was that good. Oh my God, Michaela. (laughs) What a bunch of moron, idiot, stupid, dumb buttholes. (laughs) Oh, Sawyer, I love you so much. I know. I've missed you. These people just digging at each other like, oh, I had sex with her twice. I was was so mean to Sawyer in season one. I was so mean. And now I realize that this is the peak of the English language. It really is. Two idiots passive-aggressively passive-aggressing at each other at at JFK. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that pisses me right off. And I'm pissed at myself because it pisses me off. (laughs) Score one for Matt Conover. That was like a punch in the gut. And my feelings are hurt. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, Liz. No, shut up for a second. Okay. Sometimes I hate being a woman. And all the things that come with it that make me soft and mushy. Mushy? Soft and mushy. Just Soft I, and mushy. I hate being a woman. I think all of these feelings. She's she's going toe like to toe with this. Like a cake in a rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> she's going toe to toe with this guy. Yeah. Why is she hurt? Don't take jabs if you can't take them back. Like you're digging at him, he's digging at you. It's mutual. Yeah. She digs at him, he digs back, and she's like, "Oh my god, my feelings." What were you saying? Pushing that thought aside. <laughs> Moving on. Because they really have no room in my head. I ask Matt to tell me more about the case that is sending us all the way to Chicago for depositions. He makes a smooth transition from gloating over his weekend sexcapade and spends the next 20 minutes until our flight is really... Er, this is not me. This is a 
this is a self published sentence. Saw your eyes to love you. I'm, I do love you, but I'm going to put in a, a period so that this is this clear. Is gonna be a, this is going to be a sick in brackets. Yeah. He makes a smooth transition from gloating over his weekend sexcapade. And then he spends the next 20 minutes describing with mind-numbing detail his lawsuit. It's against a major auto manufacturer that produced a vehicle where the seatbelts were faulty, causing their customers to be ejected from the vehicle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve, did you design this with the regular seatbelts or the eject seats? No, I just oh, used, I, I used the novelty ones. <laughs> there was a stamp that says, warning, these seatbelts do not keep you in car. Oh, my God. Customers were being shot through the windshields in head-on collisions. Oh, my God. Whoops. That's a little fucky-wucky. Matt spoke with fervor and righteous indignation over the poor victims, practically sneering when he told me they had proof that they knew the seatbelts were faulty, but didn't want to spend the money to do a recall. Rather, they rolled the dice and hoped that no one made a claim for compensation. I mean, that's how it's done. That really is. And again, where like he can't ever be a regular corporate attorney. He has to be fighting for the downtrodden, which I get makes him likable. But it's just not that realistic. Well, yeah, I feel like we've talked about this. We did, and we beat it to, to death. The, yeah, it, it's you don't recall if one person is hurt. You just don't. That's a fluke. That means your product has a fluke problem that only occurs. Yeah. Here's what it is that I think makes me as... I feel How like I we did an entire it? episode on the hand formula already. No, 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 we did. But but I think it's... Uh, I, because he has to be likable, he has to take it personally. Yeah. But they would not take it personally. They wouldn't even this go... This would be th- business. They wouldn't go on this trip. They would send somebody else on this trip. They would, especially for depositions, which are kind of low-level uh, Though low I, level work. Yeah, I will say that I have seen partners... Uh, part of what makes you a good partner is being able to get to appear to be fired up about this kind of thing on either side with no knowledge at all. Because realistically what would happen is in the week before trial, Michaela would hand him all of her notes from all of her depositions. A dossier. Hundreds of pages of notes distilled into a 30-page binder. And then he would read that. And then he, because he's a law firm partner, is capable of taking that 30-page binder and like he is emotionally fired up and raring to go like he would not a named partner regardless of his skill would not they'd be more hands-off and and even if he was onboarding someone new he wouldn't be as indignant he would give her the facts and then give her the you know the strong points of the case and the weak points of the case it's not we're gonna go there and demolish them like he's supposed to be talking strategy with her yeah he's supposed to say our client is great but like unreliable in this case or We have a doctor that says something against us because she has to know because you're going to have to counter it. Also, I love that they're having this conversation at JFK in full view of everybody coming and going. And that <laughs> I'm assuming Here, that they're going some for confidential two product. <laughs> they're going for two issues. days, yeah. right? That's the deposition days. So they're not going to have time to brief in Chicago. He's literally giving her all the information now at the airport when they should have discussed this a while ago and she should have been pouring over binders. Okay, you say that, but I have gotten this kind of conversation on the uh, on a train before. Like, on a train to a deposition before. But it was not this big a case. It was a, it was a piddly little case. It was like $150,000 suit. Meaning 
it was going to settle for basically nothing and we were all going to go home happy at the end of the day. But yeah, this kind of conversation does happen sometimes. But not she, at JFK. Not at JFK. And realistically, she should have read the file. He's explaining the case to her from beginning to end. She should know who the client is at least. But, but hear me out, Memphis. And this is on behalf of Ms. Bennett, who is a paragon of writing. This is how you deliver plot. This isn't as you know, Bob. All right, all right. As you know, Bob, we have developed new weapons to go against these aliens that malfunction when they get above 95 degrees Fahrenheit. And then throughout the rest of the movie... Fine. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, this, is, this is plot development. It's dumb. It is dumb. It's plot development. I have a feel... Well, then, then have them talk about this in an office. This is true. It shouldn't be in JFK. <laughs> just, and mean, it shouldn't be sandwiched between conversations about how good their non-existent sex was that yeah. weekend. What do you bet he didn't have sex either? What do you bet he's making it up? I mean, yeah. Because if he actually did move on, then that would cause a problem, right? But he has to... His heart has to be with Michaela. She was that good, a completely passive... Who's that good a sex doll? Yeah. I have a feeling. Everybody else just has opinions about how they want to be fucked. She, she, she's willing to go with whatever. Just stick it in me. I'm just willing to lie there. She, she's if you posable want, and that's it. If you want, I'll sit in ice water for a little bit to really give you that cold, <laughs> clammy corpse feel. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> you broke me. I'm sorry. One second. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay Liz? you clearly don't get around as much as i do this is standard play in some corners of the sex world it's the ice water she's as cold as ice he's willing to sacrifice you okay <laughs> i have a feeling that they are going to be very sorry for crossing matt conover Apparently, just the, the title gets me every time. <laughs> Litigation God. Uh, to, to, as a reminder, there is... You know, 99% very... of cases settle. No one goes to court. Oh, no. As, as, a, as, a, as a reminder, there is a very Stephanie Myers-esque book that is this entire novel, but written from Matt's perspective, called Confessions of a Litigation God. Apparently, we would be doing the depositions of some of the bigwigs in the corporation just to see how high up the ladder the conspiracy to keep the secrets of the faulty seatbelts went. My job would be to take notes on every question and answer, yeah. making sure that I even paid attention to facial reactions yeah. in case Matt stumbled on something that they really didn't want him to know about. I'm excited to see Matt in action. This, this is, th sorry, this is a true story. We deposed a guy one time who, every single time he lied, he did the classic look up and to the right. And we caught him in a couple lies, and I saw him doing that. And I just leaned over to uh, to the partner I was helping with, and I said, you know, when he lies, he does. Like the classic cartoon character, whoop. And she used that and caught him in like multiple more lies throughout the course of a deposition. So yeah, facial expression, seriously, this is real. It was an awesome moment. He was a dick. <laughs> he was a whole bag of dicks. How many units of dick was he? 1.5 satchels. <laughs> I'm excited to see Matt in action. Despite the rocky start to our working relationship, I am eager to learn from him. 
I did some of my own Googling of the illustrious Matt Conover and found that he is well-respected in the legal community. Yeah, he runs a law firm. Look at his law firm. He, he has a bio on his firm page. My own Googling. <laughs> He's already made quite a name for himself after only 10 years of practice. I just need to remember to keep my libido in check and my work beyond impeccable and all will be well with my life. End chapter one. 10 years, huh? Yeah, he's still young. He's probably on the 40 under 40. That's a reasonable amount of time. Um, you could you could gain experience. And with a couple of high publicity cases under your belt, you could start your own law firm. Find what's-his-face Crown. With to who, invest. Who, who's an older guy. Grab Crown. Say, I'm this hotshot young litigator who just made partner at this other firm. I want to go out and hang my own shingle. You're in your late 60s. I want to partner up with you. Because he has the client connections. Yeah. yeah. And no, this is entirely realistic. No, no. I'm saying Crown would have startup Crown, money yeah. and client connections. And Matt has the name brand recognition. He's young. He's sexy. He does high dollar cases and he looks passionate in front of clients. Yeah. Anything else? God, I miss Sawyer. Yeah, I missed her too. This is great. I have no complaints. This is a good chapter. This is us giving Sawyer another Bennett. Yeah. So we're back reading Legal Affairs. Yes, we are. It's good to be back. So, uh, so yeah, so we're back with Michaela. We're we'll back with Michaela. Where Michaela's story will go. Yeah, and if you like us or don't like us, if you could rate us on any of the apps that you listen to podcasts on, even if it's a one star, even if it's a one star, we that would be great. Would love to read your hate mail, and then we just want attention. Yeah, basically, we, we just that's want what attention. we just want. We just want attention. Even negative attention is good attention. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening so far. Thank you. We're getting more of you every week, and it's so exciting. So hi, everyone new.